This is Bigger Pockets Daily, where you learn how to invest in real estate, 365 days a year. I'm your host, Tyler. The following article comes from the blog at biggerpockets.com, but you can't read the blog when you're commuting to work or getting your Airbnb ready for your next guest. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. The dream of owning a vacation home can be daunting. From finding the best guests, to the maintenance, to organizing the cleaners after every guest day. With Vacasa, they make that dream into a reality. As a full-service vacation home management company with vacation homes in key destinations across the U.S., they know a thing about how to make owning a vacation home easy and profitable. On top of proactive property maintenance visits by professional local teams, a hospitality-driven booking platform, and around-the-clock support, Vacasa earns homeowners an average of 20% more revenue from their vacation homes. Vacasa is always thinking of ways to simplify the vacation homeowning experience by putting your home to work for you. If you're looking to make more from your vacation home, work with the reliable property manager, and finally have peace of mind, partner with Vacasa at vacasa.com slash biggerpockets. That's vacasa.com slash biggerpockets. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my 9-to-5 job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Rent prices are on the move. Just not where you might want them to go. <laughs> By Andrew Sirios. Outside of the roller coaster ride the FTX and TerraCoins took, I have rarely seen anything quite like the trajectory nationwide rents have taken over the previous year. Of course, this is only showing the year-over-year change and not the rents themselves. Rents are still up year-over-year, despite the dramatic about-face that occurred around last March or so. That being said, we've reached an inflection point where rents have started to decline month-over-month in nominal terms as well. As Realtor.com notes... In November 2022, the U.S. rental market experienced single-digit growth for the fourth month in a row after 10 months of slowing from January's peak, 17.4% growth. The median rent growth across the 50 metros slowed to 3.4% year-over-year for zero- to two-bedroom properties, the lowest growth rate in 19 months. 
The median asking rent was $1,712, down by $22 from last month and $69 from the peak, but it's still $308, 21.9% higher than the same time in 2019, pre-pandemic. And if we were accounting for inflation, the decline is even sharper. Furthermore, the builder's strike, as I call it, could also put off home shopping plans and further increase rental demand. The supply side also bodes poorly, or bodes well, depending on your perspective, for future rent prices. On the supply side, the number of for-rent properties may gradually increase as home-building activity continues to pivot to multifamily properties. This extra supply in multifamily homes could shift market balance, raising the still low rental vacancy rate and helping temper recent rent growth driven by the excess demand. To drive home just how dramatic this shift has been, compare the fastest metro-level rent growth in the top 10 cities over the past six months, 12 months, and since the beginning of the pandemic, according to data from Apartment List. It goes from 37% growth since March of 2020 in a city like Tampa to 7% in the last 12 months, Indianapolis, to 1% in the last six months, also Indianapolis. It's crazy. So when the fastest growing metro area is at 1%, that should tell you everything you need to know. For what it's worth, the worst performing market over the past six months was Providence, Rhode Island, at minus 6%. Since March of 2020, the worst has been San Francisco, our old friend, at minus 5%, but that is mostly due to local factors. In fact, San Francisco is one of only two markets with negative rent growth since March 2020, and one of only five with less than 10% positive rent growth. So why is this happening? One part of this is just, you know, seasonality. Prices and rents both tend to dip a bit in the winter, but this is a much larger dip than normal seasonality would predict. There's much more to the story than just that. Before the Fed started jacking up the interest rates, real estate prices were skyrocketing due to a variety of factors, most notably historically low interest rates and the large countrywide housing shortage that came from a decade of insufficient housing construction. That shortfall in supply was then further exacerbated by COVID and lockdown-induced delays. The housing shortage had the same effect on the rental market as it did on the sales market. However, when rates went up, the seller's strike began and new listings fell dramatically. Remember, unlike in 2008, most homeowners today have 30-year fixed loans with low interest rates. So there's little incentive to sell. So one of the first pieces of advice I gave given this new and very odd market was, if you own your home and need to move for work or some other reasons, selling your home is not the way to go. You really should never sell or refinance a house with an interest rate of 3% or less. Instead, it makes more sense to rent out your current home and then rent where you are moving, assuming it doesn't make sense or is unaffordable to buy there. It turns out that a lot of people took this advice or had a similar thought. At the same time that new listings are way down, we've noticed the number of rental listings shoot up in every submarket of the Kansas City metro area we have properties in, both for houses and apartments. It appears to be that way all over the country. 
Furthermore, while rents on new listings were increasing by over 15% from one year to the next, that was nowhere near the rent increase the average tenant had to pay. As NPR pointed out, government consumer price data shows that the average rent Americans actually pay, not just the change in price for new listings, rose 4.8% over the past year. The average increase on a lease renewal hasn't come close to the average increase on a new rental listing. Thus, not surprisingly, many tenants, like homeowners, aren't moving. Americans, on the whole, are moving less than at any time since 1948. And according to data from RealPage, apartment lease renewals are at 65%, up almost 10% from just 2019. With more properties coming to the rental market, that increases competition and puts downward pressure on prices. At the same time, most tenants aren't paying rent at market rates for new listings six months ago because their lease renewals weren't keeping up with market increases. Thereby, they don't have a whole lot of incentive to move if they're going to have to pay a substantially higher price in order to do so. Several other trends have also contributed to this state of affairs. For one, Many of the construction projects COVID delayed have finally come online, adding additional supply to the market. In addition, inflation and rising housing costs were nearing the limits of affordability in the middle of 2022. This has hampered rent growth, particularly by convincing more Americans to move in together. As many as one in three adults rely on their parents for financial support, and many young adults in particular have taken to moving back in with their parents. More Americans are also open to renting out a room or portion of their house. A Realtor.com survey found that a full 51% of homeowners were willing to rent out extra space in their homes, a rate that is highest amongst millennials, 67%. Indeed, Americans living with roommates is an increasingly prevalent trend for years. All of these trends, put together, are bringing rental prices back down to earth. Is renting your property now a bad idea? As with the real estate market in general, it's highly unlikely that the rental market will collapse. After all, there is still a housing shortage and new construction is slowing down again because of high rates, at least high by recent standards. Furthermore, many people who are looking to buy a home are in the process of giving up and looking to rent. As their plans change, that will increase demand and put upward pressure on the market. And again, part of this recent decline is just seasonality. And as we enter the warmer months, the market should heat up again. Pun possibly intended? I'm not quite sure. At least to a certain extent. Rents skyrocketing over the past few years was an aberration. And the fact they are coming back down to earth may not be great for landlords, but it is better for the country on the whole. While new purchases are made more difficult by higher interest rates, the rental market should stabilize. You shouldn't expect rents to be much higher next year than they are now. But I wouldn't worry too much about being unable to rent your properties. That's today's show. We'll see you tomorrow. But in the meantime, check out the Bigger Pockets bookstore at biggerpockets.com/store. You can learn about flipping, rental properties, negotiating, note investing, burr, and more. Most titles are available as audiobooks too. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in 24 hours.